Hi, how's it going? Hello, how are you? Welcome to the Bloody Stream Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Jorge. And we're, we are joined by our very special guest friend, Melanie. Hi, everybody. I'm Melanie, the beautiful, intellectual, intelligent, amazing guest you guys have all been waiting for. I hope you enjoy the episode. Most people just say hi, but that's (laughs) simply, hey, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? It's not on video. They need to know who I really am. They need to understand that I'm a 10 out of 10. You can really hear it. And really, the the no visuals really bumps us up. It really does. I feel like we're all looking really good right now. We look, actually, yeah, I'm closing my eyes right now. It it looks It's sounding better. Yeah, I was going to say. So. So, Melanie, what is your relationship with horror films? So, I was thinking about this question. So, really, what it comes back to um, is my parents' divorce, and I'm not even kidding. Okay. All the way back. No, not even to... It's brief. But, so, my parents got divorced (laughs) when I was seven, um, which normally would be, like, you know, a whole experience that's negative for the most part. Um, Sure. But I actually thought it was awesome because both my parents were able to be, like, way closer to themselves in their alone time. So, this is the first... Gotcha. Yeah, and this is the first time when I'm, like, spending a lot of alone time with my dad so this is where i was already allowed to watch a lot of like rated like things that normal little kids are not able to watch my parents were pretty pornography right correct um (laughs) straight up pornography um yeah they would just pull it up it was a family event you understand um they just while you're in the house yeah you don't want to do so They didn't, you know, but anyways, yeah, they wouldn't, um, they let me watch a lot of like, first it started like comedy, like, okay, it's a rated R comedy. Sure. We'll let it slide because of cursing. It's fine. But then when I'm hanging out with my dad, like I always liked, I always lean towards like the rebellious side of things. Like, oh, that seems like something I really shouldn't be watching or something I should not be saying or doing always was kind of a bad. So I will be saying and doing it. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So then like I always would see like a blockbuster and stuff like walk past like the the cutouts where like you're just like it would just give that little burst of like anxiety but not in a bad way. You're like, fuck, I kind of want to see that. Yeah. So I know I can't like and it's just like what's going on behind those doors of like that film. So anyway, my dad always like knew that I liked I was like pretty mature for my age. Sure. Um, so I say that, but this started around seven. Gonna, you <laughs> thought you were How mature. How mature could you be? Like, but I was like, I was mature. Like I basically had the yeah. same, you know, knowledge that I have today. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. I had, I had a job and you had to drive a car. I, and... I, I have not changed since age seven. I was That's just a smart seven. I was going to say, gonna say you, you peaked at seven. I was a smart seven and a, and a dumb 28. But anyway, um, no. So when I would hang out with my dad, he started to do it. He would like test the waters he was like he already knew i could watch like more adult films so then he was like adult film not like that um <laughs> where it then, really just sounds at this point yeah. and he would be like okay i think she can handle horror because i didn't i never seemed like crazy scaredy of sure. everything in general yeah. like halloween and stuff like i was never really scaredy um and then honestly that's why i really wanted to be on this episode the, the main one that stuck with me was when he showed me carrie but before that it started with like jaws like trying to easing in like young yeah. Frankenstein, which oh, I mean, yeah. is more comedy, obviously, but like you know, just bleeding. It still has the, the like vibe yeah. and aesthetic. Jaws is an excellent one to like dip a toe because yes. it's like not, not, not to blatantly horror. Even when I'm looking at yeah. the cover, I'm like, okay, it's obviously you know big shark. The, but the the, the cover is horror. <laughs> the cover though, is straight horror. Not gonna lie, when I was looking at the cover, I was looking at the tits. But anyways, I mean, I, um, yeah, okay. I was looking at this. I was like, <laughs> I, understand. I, understand. I always had an obsession with how big monsters can get. So I was like, that shark. I I didn't see it, and I was like, she has no bra or top on and that is a nipple when you said that <laughs> i filled in i was always amazed at how big tits could get 
But literally in my brain, that was what you said. And I started laughing and I went, they Honestly, didn't say that. Oh, no. I'm an idiot. My my biggest complaint about uh, Jaws, the shark's not big enough. I think the shark, the shark, the shark you know what? didn't bigger. work. First of all, the could've cover of Jaws versus the, not to get off yeah. kilter, but the Jaws that's in the film isn't remotely a size not, of the yeah. Jaws. Oh, no, of course. Oh, no. Huge, huge no, 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 no. So then what are we doing here? Yeah. Show a normal size shark But that was also normal back then. I get it. I get it. I wanted to touch I know, on, you, you, were, you did remind me that fucking Blockbuster made horror look Blockbuster, so fucking appealing. good. Blockbuster made... It looked so like, oh, the fuck is yeah. that? Because you're like, like I, life if, changing, I, yeah. me, if I pick up this fucking plastic rectangle off these shelves, I might see anything. Right. You ever, yeah. just, when you're a child and you haven't seen that much yet, you're like, I might literally, I could see fucking anything And you've happen. never seen anything like that. Like yeah. you're not, like you might see depictions of, you know, like sex and other things like that all across all the other like forms of media you're consuming. All the but pornography like, you've been watching. But like horror, like, you know, blood and gut, like yeah. none of that, even when it's not yeah. just all gore, like a scary thing, that's not like just something that's just out there for everyone to see. It's like, you have to be into it to like know about it or find it or consume it. But that would happen. But then like, I, but then, so my dad, when he was like showing me those kinds of things, he's realizing it's not getting to me. Like I'm not having nightmares. Sure. Like yeah. I'm having a good time. <laughs> so when I was seven, he always liked to push it. Like we, he was the first one to get me on like a big roller coaster. Like all the things that normally my mom would be like, absolutely not. I was like, he was I all, see. he was on the art side. So yeah. all my music influences, all my movie influences came from <laughs> nice. him. Very but good. Then Car- so I really was obsessed with the Omen for a period of time. Makes sense. Um, it's a trilogy, correct? Like yeah. there's not a fourth uh, one. Mm, there's uh, at least three of them. There might be. I don't know if there more. was a fourth. The three yeah. is all there's that definitely that three. Of them. Yeah. There's definitely three. So we're gonna yeah. say trilogy. No, but uh, <laughs> that I was into. But then he showed me Carrie, and Carrie for some reason just always really stuck with me um and i mean this is we're not for, giving spoilers but reason, it has to do with the whole movie and it's the a end very specifically. good reason why yeah. it's stuck with so, me. many good reasons why that movie <laughs> and it did genuinely was the first thing to actually scare me as a kid but it wasn't like scared like okay. like i'm like scared it's bad i'm gonna have nightmares it was like the first time i had like it scared me but i want to see more content like that like ASAP. You and, got uh, the actual like catharsis like from yeah, like, yeah. You got the rush mm-hmm. of it, and it was like, oh, horror movie did what it was supposed to do. It didn't yeah. traumatize me, but it gave me the feeling of yeah. like yeah. something scary is happening without actually terrifying and, uh, you and killing right. you. Like, to, go, to go back for one second, it's the Omen, uh-huh. Damien colon Omen two, okay. oh, Omen one. three colon the Final Conflict. That's when he was the president. Omen four colon the Awakening. Ew, there's a fourth. Yeah, yeah. But the third was the final conflict. Right, so it's over. Yeah, so don't watch anymore past that. So the fourth, we just made that. That's It should po- be Omen 4, it's over. A new movie. <laughs> a, a new series. A new series. Another <laughs> thing. It has nothing to do with we, that kid that you saw in the previous Unrelated three to films, previous too. Omens because we said it was over. I don't like people that break promises. <laughs> I love the idea of calling it the Omen 4, but not related to the other three Omen movies that have come out. <laughs> um, Omen 4, unrelated. Um <laughs> Uh, omen o- 4 oops sorry the omen is <laughs> Too many omens. uh not streaming anywhere <laughs> the omen I'm 2 just omen. not anywhere real the omen 3 not anywhere real the omen 4 Wait, it's not, not anywhere real i mean it's like on i was waiting for demand i was waiting TV, for fubo tv you know like stuff, stuff we <laughs> yeah. don't really cover when stuff you, you don't have you know your ramp up was making me be like Omen, nowhere. Omen 2, nowhere. Omen 3, nowhere. Omen 4, Netflix, Hulu, HBO, Amazon Canopy. Ew, they probably have the, they had the newer Omen on Netflix for a while, which was absolutely ass. It's from like 2006 or something. I'm sorry. You nailed it. It's an Amazon Prime video. Uh, You know why I know that? You know why I know that? Is because it came out on 
June 6th of 2006. Oh, yeah. So they did that. the 666 gimmick. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. You and that's to why I saw, that. I totally yeah. forgot about that. But yeah, I saw it with my dad when it came but, out. And oh. guess what? You want to know what? We both fell asleep in the theater <laughs> and we were stoked to see it. So that just goes to show you how terrible. Anyways. Fuck it's, you, Omen remake. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Anyways. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, if you want to know where movies are streaming, of course, you can check out our site, thebloodystream.com. Yes. You were saying about your... that Did you did that cover your, your love that, of horror films? Well, yeah, because it was Carrie, and then like from there, that's when we started going to... I remember right after that, he went straight to Let's Try the Exorcist. Um, oh, and that's I'm a like, big fucking jump. I know. That's a, I, that's he jump. thought it was a linear jump. I... It was the thing is it was a giant <laughs> a jump, but I kind of think I dissociated when I watched the movies. It's, honestly, oh. I don't really remember as a kid. I think I was kind of like, "This is too much. Let me just not even pay." I'm going to simply the, stop right now. The Exorcist is so when people went, you, you would think this would be a rumor, right? Like a thing that's made up, but it's to true buzz, that when yeah. people went, people literally oh died seeing The Exorcist. Wait, they so died? They I know people died. left and puked and shit, but did it was, they? It, 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 people with weak hearts and shit. I was oh. going to say, yeah, <laughs> like it triggered a. Things happen. Things happen, That's 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 exactly what they had, and then they lost. Oh my god, let it go. (laughs) That's what they They did. did That's what happened. They let go because of the exercise. Isn't real life scary enough for you? A girl shoving a cross. Anyways, oh that's for sure. I do love the the image of like. Reagan with the cross going to town and then just some old Christian woman <laughs> in the, <laughs> just the pass out just My soul leaving the body going <laughs> not okay. oh my god floating out of the I like I don't know why it's that but <laughs> it's, it's like Again. a car, it's a cartoon thing where something happens and someone dies and their soul <laughs> immediately the starts going yeah, up yeah it's like that episode of Spongebob when he stinks and then that other guy's like not at all boy and then it's like, he like <laughs> you know what I'm saying the steam comes out and he's like Bing. that's what happened to people when they watch The Exorcist fucking hilarious and that's unfortunate The Exorcist you know? also not streaming anywhere real of course maybe not. you have Sling TV they I just doubt. want you to buy it what all the really good ones they keep away from us right. I don't understand in the though. vault of Whatever the fuck. Canopy can only do so much. Canopy yeah. and Hoopla can only do so much. Yeah. No, they, that, they try. They what, try they, so hard. Are they carrying horror on their backs? Canopy and know. Hoopla doing are more two work. services yeah. okay. that you can get if you have a, a library card. So they're free services. So to I kept get. hearing you guys mention the library card. Yes. No idea what you meant. Thought you meant a genuine library card. You, you don't, you don't, you don't have to go into the library. You can go to your library, library, local library's website. And sign up for a library card. And they say, like, we give you a digital one now. And you get a physical one when you come in person. Okay. Uh, you just sign up. It's free, and then they're like they'll give you access to one of them usually. Okay. And we a lot of these movies that we're covering is on one of them. That's crazy. Can- Canopy is like the artsy indie one. Hoopla is more like the like let's get everybody. Right. I have heard of that, yeah. but no, I don't have them. That's so, good to know. That's why we push them. Free services. Because yeah, them. that's good to know. Okay. Well, you don't need to pay for these. Movies. <laughs> so, <laughs> these movies talk about their box offices. They I made more than enough fucking money for yeah. these producers before. For our, for our mentions today, I guess we can do The Exorcist and The <laughs> Omens. I, Exorcist, easy fucking home run ghost skull alien, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I mean, uh, for gimmick's sake, I would give it a, a vomit face, but that's just oh, an right. accurate representation face? of but the film. But it has to be like a well, devil vomit face. It's a ghost skull. It's a ghost skull. Of course. Okay. It's, of course I mean, you can't get any more classic. I don't remember the Omen Super Bowl, and I didn't see the oh, sequels. Really? What would you rate it, Melanie? Oh, my God. I mean, that's Ghost Skull Alien. Main, specifically, I really like the second one. I feel okay. like it was like that perfect where like they picked up the pace a little bit with the horror, yeah. but it was still similar enough to the first one, which was obviously very good, mm-hmm. where it was just, I mean, it's horrifying. Uh, yeah. Love it though. Love the it. I always remember the 
nur- the caretaker, like the babysitter yes. one, going, it's all for you, Dan. Look and at me, Dan. Yeah, Damien. that shit. Yeah. Horrifying. Yeah. I've never forgotten about it still today. Exactly. So, there's nowhere to stream them, but if you can find them, definitely give them Do a watch it. if you haven't. Those are also like, if you're going to consider yourself a horror fan, that it, those are movies that people expect you to have seen. Right. So They're like big, them. big time classics. Uh, warnings, so is this one. <laughs> warnings for this right. film. Um, animal violence for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, I mean, they're children basically, right? Children, teenagers, children, but yeah, they are violence. technically, ki- yeah, yeah. I mean, seventeen. I wouldn't. They're not all eighteen. There's no chance they're None all eighteen. None of them. No, no, no. They're the definitely supposed to be like seventeen, yeah. like fifteen to seventeen. So it's, exactly. it's seventeen, eighteen because they're all seniors. Okay. it must be seventeen, eighteen. Um, that's pretty much it, right? Mm. I off the top of my head, yeah. General mayhem. Uh, religious yeah. imagery, religious right? Imagery. Religious imagery that might be one. Cool. And then could uh, be disrespectful to some in that regard, but yeah, um, most likely is. Yeah, we're not. I can't say we <laughs> always do the best job of that right here. <laughs> Too late hey. for that one. Yeah, the uh, it's too late. what can you do? It's Christianity. We the, all experienced it. For the general vibe of this film, that's a little harder to give. I don't know what other film I would compare this to. The, it is older, so it's like a little bit of a slower burn. Right, but it it, Kinda, runs, yeah. it runs clean. It it feels short. You know, like it does. This is directed by Brian De Palma, mm-hmm. who is like, especially for film people, is like up there, like in yeah, terms of yeah. revered in a lot of ways. And sorry if you missed the title of the episode, we're doing Carrie. Carrie, this is Carrie. Carrie, the original. Carrie. I assume that you read the title. Nineteen seventy-six, correct? We're doing yes. Ca- yes. Got it. Yeah. yeah. I, I was, when Melanie said that she wanted to do this episode, I was like, 1976, right? And oh, like, my God. She's Disgusting. like, the audacity. <laughs> the nastiest question I've simply ever been asked as a woman yeah. in America <laughs> today. <laughs> that was it. That yeah. was the pinnacle. That's close to Glace Moretz. You know, have a so, good life. You know, you're not going to pout and everything, yeah. but it's I not, not, not the miniseries, not the, not the remake. Not with what I'm Chloe looking Grace for. Not Carrie 2. Only one that matters. Carrie, the, Carrie rage, 2? the Rage no, Carrie not. 2. I'm dead serious. Okay, Carrie I'm pretty two. sure I just blacked yeah. out ever knowing that, Absolutely. that existed. We're going to have to watch it. I will, we but don't I'm have disgusted. To, but what is she going to do? She's a ghost now? Anyway. Um. Yeah, this is Brian De Palma, who is a, like, he's an incredibly influential director and mm-hmm. especially in terms of the new Hollywood movement in the seventies, like this, him doing his thing from 75, 76. I think this is like one of the big ones. 76 to like 80 something mm-hmm. is like an absolute heyday for him. He did a blowout with John Travolta, which is a essentially a remake of an Antonioni movie, which is called blow up. Um, he did Phantom of the Paradise, which is a version of Phantom of the Opera in a fucking discotheque, ah, which is like fucking Phantom awesome. Oh, that sounds Multiplex. really lit. Uh, it is ridiculous. And also, so I guess he's working with John Travolta numerous times. Like. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, he enjoys working with mm-hmm. John Travolta. He did uh, Dress to Kill, Scarface, The Untouchables, and the first Mission Impossible. God damn. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know about the first Mission Impossible. Exactly. As well as uh, Carlito's Way is the other, like, really oh. big one yeah. that people might know. Um, yeah, he's a fucking... I really enjoy his stuff, but I think some people are like whatever on him because he has some bad movies in his fucking hey, repertoire. Which everybody, I I went through his awards section and the categories were uh, Golden Globes, Academy Awards, BAFTAs, and Golden Raspberries. Oh shit! <laughs> for oh the awards gosh. he's been nominated yeah, bro, for. Honestly, that's kind of like the goal. I feel that's like fitting, as a director yeah. because that means if it was that jarring, all of your content, all of your whatever that you made in one way or another, where it was either like renowned in a good yeah. way or everyone thought it was trash. That means yeah. that I feel like you're doing something. Right. Yeah, because it's like means you're yeah. trying new things. People you're are pushing, talking. About you're pushing me. boundaries. People yes. are for sure talking about me. Right <laughs> exactly. 
That's why we make phones, right? To get talked about. To get popular. Well, notice notice Everything please. in life, spoiler, is to be popular. It's so all been Instagram. It's all been one that's giant this, Instagram. Yeah. Oh, I thought <laughs> it was one, one giant, giant Muppet Instagram. show. Yeah. The earth is actually flat and it looks like an Instagram. I, the first because it's the big literally, Instagram symbol. Literally, don't even like social media. Barely on it. Still have a podcast. Absolutely. It's, it, of course. It gets you somewhere. That's a good There's point. somewhere good that point. it reaches out we're and you take you take its hand and you go for it. Yeah. We're all just fucking slugs. I personally love social riding media. Riding in the dirt. And I thrive there. I was going to say. <laughs> Let's get that spoily doily off. Open up the spoily yes. configuration. Okay. Spoily doily is off. We are hoping that a guy with pins in his head will hang out <laughs> as we do the sensual thumb circle on the lovely spoiler configuration. Wonderful. It would be kind of fun if we had a guest come in after we open the spoiler configuration sometimes so that they're <laughs> like... said, a, you open the box it. and I came. We're calling, <laughs> we're calling them... <laughs> Instead of Cenobites, we're calling them Cinnabites because of cinema and also it in Cinnabon. Like Cinnabites. Yeah. So Those would fun. be delicious. Cinnabites. Yeah, yeah that sounds Deloish. Yeah. <laughs> you could do, you could do little cinnamon, cinnamon things with little some sort of pin sticking out of them that is also candy. You oh, yeah, yes, you could. Yeah, it'd be fucking cute. Adorable. Dude. Yeah. I'm gonna stick some we should do that for the, the Halloween brunch. <laughs> It's yeah, I'm gonna see some razor blades, blades and some poached eggs and oh call it a fucking festive <laughs> <just laughs> <laughs> afternoon. Have you, you all seen I mean? uh, when people do very like creative, like Etsy style? I don't know why I said Etsy, but like the food that make it look like horror stuff. You know, it's like yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Things. I always think they look fucking disgusting. Okay, honestly. when they're doing like blood and guts, and it's like, oh, it's a severed hand, but it's actually you know eggs Benedict. I'm like, I, <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely, this is disgusting. That's amazing. Not, I would love to know. how. No, not that it looks that. like a severed hand. It's that in order to make it look like whatever, they had to you combine add. foods right. that weren't supposed to be yeah. combined. Right, so like, like now I'm going to be eating, what, like, a spoonful of grenadine? Like, oh, yeah, exactly. This is, like, this is so fun. I'm not fucking eating this stuff. <laughs> I'm not eating fucking strawberry jam mixed with hot sauce and grenadine. <laughs> I'm going to throw some, up. Mix like, fucking decorations. <laughs> why, do you, why do we need to eat everything? A toothpick <laughs> with a simple little ghosty on the top and you just stick that right in the top of a sandwich. I mean, that yeah. looks That's beautiful perfectly. Fine. Like, put a couple eyes on right a marshmallow. Put a fucking plastic <laughs> spider on something. You're all put some set. Put eyes on the English muffin. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh my god, I would eat so many more English muffins. <laughs> Adorable. It's so cute. English muffins. <laughs> that one, I'd you know put some jelly on it so it's got like the red. So it's know. like blood. Right, don't make it. Great. Don't make yeah, it look like blood though. That means you put something else in it. You know. But if it's gushing, maybe out you of make the like English a vampire. Muffin, still nasty. Now you're using too yeah. much product. It's gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please. We'll cater your Halloween brunch, and by that yeah. we'll just critique it'll all be... ideas you have and say they're stupid and dumb. No, and yeah, leave. it'll just be normal eggs Benedict, and we'll throw some plastic spiders. A simple brunch where we put where we go to Party City and get the jack o' lantern fucking thing over. Decorate like adults. Well, like, like, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? Decorate. They're like, no, it's these food products to create the fake yeah, flat like, effect. I'm like, it's oozing with <laughs> disgusting ooze? nonsense. Dude. Fucking like Willy Wonka's <laughs> chocolate factory. Like, even he'd be like, this is pretty fucked. He's, like, he's like, this looks fucking gross. I kill kids, yeah. but jeez. <laughs> I kill kids and make food that tastes good. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't make kid... the bar into a kid. I yeah. don't. When a kid dies in my chocolate, I throw out the chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Not a monster. We should, okay. we should do Willy Wonka. Dude. That movie's oh, pretty fuck. fucking metal. That movie's metal. fucking horrific. It is anyways. a horror movie. It is metal. It's a pretty metal movie. <gasps> For sure. Okay, <laughs> Carrie. Thanks though. for that. I just want to say I yeah. listened to the audiobook for Carrie, and it is hard. narrated by Sissy Spacek. That's what I was thinking. 
I just that's awesome. Awesome. That's objectively cool. Narrated by Sissy Spacek. She does sound like her mother in the film because oh, it's been yeah, quite a few years. Been a while, yeah. yeah. I, doubt, I doubt she did it at whatever age she is now, right. but she's still a little older. So maybe she, she sounds different. If she, she could have predicted the future and recorded it in 1977, yeah. maybe that would have been appropriate. Yeah. But she just happened to like have a fucking t- yeah. <laughs> I mean, if she was thinking, a cassette tape, <laughs> if she was thinking of her, fa- but you know, she that's fucking crushes true. it though. Well, of that's course. pretty awesome. incredible, yeah. actually. They, Which that's a general rule yeah. for the movie is Sissy Spacek fucking crushes, crushes it. I mean, in every sense of the word. Yeah. Couldn't be anyone else really. I mean, it's like I mean, yeah, we say that because it was made with her. I'm sure for someone else, we might say the same thing. But like, there Maybe. was no. Just like you kind of mentioned earlier, like another thing that stuck out for this movie was that it's not. I can't think. I know that there's several that people are probably thinking of now, but there's nothing that comes to my mind of another movie that it was similar to that came out prior, like yeah. that similar enough where it was like, okay, this is basically that, but plus blank. Like it seemed very oh, sure. unique, which I mean, yeah. I guess is just, you it's know, also based on, for Stephen King, Stephen like King. it's because of Stephen King's cr- crazy creative mind. But yeah. like, again, it was so original. Yeah. When did the book come out? The book came out. I want to, it's gotta be the sixties, I think. Really? I want to say. I thought it was going to be early 70s. I thought it would have been 70s like, still, but no, maybe like... It felt like it was. this was a recent adaptation for it. You know what Is I mean? Is it 72? We're going for 72. We're going for 72, and somebody else talks. <laughs> somebody oh, talks. it's weird. So uh, I 1974. Was, oh, se- 74. So that, but like... Very close. That was literally... 76. In two, terms of Damn, production... so they were like... They were like book movies. Yeah, like... like yeah, immediately. They talk a little bit in the audio. Uh, That's why Stephen King developed such a cocaine habit is because he was just given a bunch of money very fast. <laughs> yeah. It was and was like, cool, here we go. Like, dude, this is incredible. We're gonna make it right now. Thank you so much. I think he, he was working at like a laundromat at the time. He and was they, and around, they used yeah. to he used to write short stories. He used to pump them out when they needed money. So his wife Tabitha was literally like, hey. We're a little short on groceries this week. Can you write something yeah. real fast, please? Yeah. And he yeah, started writing it because cool. he had two. Uh, there were two girls in his high school that got mercilessly bullied, and it turned out very bad for them. Oh um, shit! Oh my and god! So he specifically did not release their names because he's like, "Good, we good, need to yeah. leave them alone." Absolutely, so this cool. is why it's enough. This. Yeah. Of um, and he started writing it, and it's like, "Oh, this is a full book. I better throw this away. I need to make a story right now." And his wife was like, "You got to finish writing this." Yeah, hold and on to that. Shit. Then it just blew the fuck up. And yeah. He just immediately went from having to he, work at a laundromat and writing short stories for cash to to just being Stephen becoming King. Stephen. Right. Yeah. He I talks mean, about him kind of getting fucked over with Carrie in terms of like it was good money that got him out of yeah. his thing, right? But like he was basically like they fucking took Carrie and went here's a bunch of money up front. You you'd see nothing else from. I kind of feel like he's like, like, every film that's made about his shit. Though well, I mean, he book. liked it. Oh, I just mean the book. I, like... I just mean the book. Oh, the book. In terms the of the way, book, right? Yeah. The way oh, when you okay. when you sell a book, the way it works but is also, you, you negotiate yeah, a certain amount that you get up front, and then you negotiate a certain percentage you get of sales. Right. And so oftentimes, when you're a new writer, you just ask for the money up front. And you don't take much of the earnings because it's expected that you're oh, not going to yeah, make much money off of it. Yes. That's that's just the way it is. But once when it does make a lot of money, you're like fuck. Yeah. Thankfully, he was, he was able to yeah. produce hit after hit and knew his worth by yeah, like once that happened. But <laughs> well, that's the thing is like the second time or the second book, you don't have that deal anymore. You take you make money off you, the sequel. You make a bunch of money up oh, front, so like and you get that, a big ass because now you have now. proven track record. That makes sense with okay. the audience. Well, yeah. the track is per novel. That could make the, sense, the, but then the, it just the, sucks because it's like if your contract. first one was such a blast off, then you're just like, well, I guess fuck me then. Yeah, if you want it, yeah, lots of people only get one too. I know. Well, luckily, you know, he's out here, you know, being that. Genius that looks like a who from Whoville. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, I'm sorry. He looks 
Anyway. That's so yeah. true. He looks exactly like I love Stephen King, and that's so true. He's an so incredible true. man, and he looks like a who, but... <laughs> Also, I do think he has problems with people's adaptations, the films of his books, often. I remember him saying something, correct me if I'm wrong, about like It, where he did like It, like the original It, Mm -hmm. but like Carrie... Um, the Shining, like he he was he like really the doesn't Shining like the Shining. The Shining, really he was like, "What the fuck is this?" Like yeah. you just it made is it. different. It is, but really I mean, relax, Stephen. You're gonna watch that and tell me that's not a good At movie. At this sir. point, he has said he's like, "The movie is good. It's, it's just thing. not my book." I would exactly, see that. Yeah. I would agree to be just like you know, they're two separate entities. But I do think he. I mean, which makes sense. He made money if I wrote a book it, and so someone's sure making fine, a film yeah. about it, and they're remembering your film probably more than my book in a way because people he had he had an open like feud with. Kubrick because of the film and so Kubrick in the film when they pass the, like at the beginning they're driving up to the hotel and they pass a car that's on fire or like crashed or whatever mm-hmm. for seemingly no reason it's because that is what the family's car is described as in the book and it was his like <laughs> fuck you Stephen King move. Dude I mean Kubrick was a savage abusive monster yeah, but he's a fucking monster but probably my favorite director but anyway that's another story no, that's not here there. he's very good absolutely um Holy crap, we got to get to Carrie. Okay. I'm so sorry. Let's continue. It's perfectly um, fine. So, yes, Carrie. It's I mean, the story is quite simple, right? Like Carrie it is like has her first period, everybody yells at her and like starts throwing tampons on her, her and, and everybody uh, yells at her. Starts Literally. It's so psycho. <laughs> what are, what are like, they what are they so repeating at her? Bananas. Um plug, plug oh, it up, plug it up. up. And the thing is, she's free- they're freaked out at first because she's like already known as the weird girl, and then she's running up to people because she was never told about what yes. a period is, yeah, or when she's supposed to get it or whatever. And so she thinks she's genuinely dying. Like, I mean, I can't imagine if I didn't know, and then I just feel blood everywhere. All of I a mean, sudden, it's like you, if you're hemorrhaging from any orifice, it's usually yeah. a huge fucking problem. And she's like running over to people, being like, "Please help me." And because we're in the seventies and we're in high school, we're like, I mean, I feel like the Gen Zers would take care of this a lot easier, but they would simply just help that they would just be like, Oh my God, are you okay? They're like, Oh, it's cool to make fun of the, like she's giving us an excuse to like, let's bully the shit out of her. Like, so we already want to bully her. So there's another reason to bully her. So now let's just hammer down on that and throw tampons at her in the shower. She cowers in fear. It's fucking weird. Yeah. The, uh, and like during that scene, Sue Snell also joins in. She does. On the throwing tampons, and initially Miss Collins is is also not nice during it until she realizes the horrific thing that's going on. In the book, she also is like quite mean to her during that, and it she feels the coaches, that, yeah, okay. she feels that she like she wants to be, and like both her and Sue Snell are dealing with a bunch of guilt because they wanted to do that mm-hmm. during when it happened. They did. And oh. then afterwards, they're like God, trying to redeem I'm, them. I'm they realize and go, "Holy awful, shit!" You know. Like, okay. And even in that initial scene, which we're gonna obviously mention the fact that again, classic style of the seventies, first two minutes, we're seeing full bush. Anyways. <laughs> That was Beautiful. compelling. But anyway. Yeah. Sissy's Basic was <laughs> um, 25 when this movie came yeah, out. Yeah, I'm like, thankfully. Full bush. Um, yeah, in the fucking l- l- locker room of a high school. Women's high school locker room. Boobs ahoy. Yeah, this is very. Is, yes. but, um, but I get it. But no, but Sue, I remember even <laughs> in that I get scene. It. <laughs> in that scene, I remember when the coach or the PE teacher comes out, whatever, and she's like, like, what are you doing? Which she says specifically to Sue, I guess kind of maybe assuming that she's like, you know what maybe you're not always this mean or mm-hmm. something like that he's like what are you doing and sue even then she doesn't snap out of it even in that moment she's like <laughs> carrying on her period like she's still in that mode of yes. like bitchy bully mode yeah and then it's like she doesn't really like realize or get redemption or try to get redemption until way later but even when she tried to like snap it into where she was still being a bully it was only until like way later when she like kind of like sit with herself and i guess 
realize and try to fix things which yeah. i mean one thing know, i'll say is like fucking went. the the film is a <laughs> the film is a pretty faithful adaptation of the book so for anybody who likes carrie a lot you can read the book and just get more insight on everybody's psychology so basically. full disclosure haven't read the book yeah that makes sense but i mean i want on, to it's a full very book. badly yeah. i just it's i don't know book. it's easy easy it's a listen full fucking book easy listen to on audible you know that's I, oh, of course shit. when's the last time i actually fucking read a book i'm Come saying on. i don't even i've never even heard any books on audible or anything like that yet no, i don't know what i'm doing you, uh, i could have gone through so many books at this richmond point. public library you can get a free library card sign I up for no hoopla idea libraries even existed anymore hoopla lets you rent audiobooks <laughs> for free they've been there they get, wait who hoopla 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 which you can get with hoopla. a library card Sounds like no, I'm just kidding. Oh, oh, <laughs> sounds like a bunch of no. You know what I mean, like yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> yes, um, no. Uh, we're understanding. <laughs> I'm understanding now that libraries exist and are still functional pieces of our society, which I had no That's idea. Great. Yeah, we're gonna bring libraries back. We're doing. We're, we're forcing doing, the I'm issue. Fighting for libraries. We're forcing now. the issue. I used to love libraries, man. Goosebumps. Oh my god. Dun 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 dun. No, I always loved the library. I wanted to be Dillion. a librarian my whole yeah. life. Uh, so we see a bunch of. Then Carrie's like home life with her horrible mother, who is like a super Catholic, who is played by Piper Laurie, who the only other big she definitely did a bunch of other shit, but she had a big comeback in the early '90s on Twin Peaks. Really? So oh, that's yes. where I know her from. Yeah, yes, she's in Twin. She's Peaks. Catherine Martell, or she's like the mill owner's that sister tracks. or something. Yeah, like <laughs> I don't fucking. Yeah, the abusive mom. Literally, yes. I mean, they show her like smacking her and stuff she's... like that. Been there. Um. No, but I'm just kidding. But yeah, yeah, completely. And then, but we learn, I mean, it's probably jumping ahead, but like just in in general, like clearly the mom's insane because she's like also done a bunch of weird shit and had a weird upbringing. So she has her own weird trauma that she's like dealing with in the worst way. Yeah. Yeah, Very strange. I don't remember how much of it is talked about in the film, but her husband rapes her. And that's that's why she she brings that up. She does bring that up. And I actually, until recently when we rewatched it, when I was younger, I mean, I remember knowing there was an issue with the husband or whatever. I didn't put together. It was that. Even a sexual assault warning. That's the, yeah. It's talked about, but yeah. Apologize. I honestly forgot until now. I didn't realize. So you don't see anything. Yeah, I didn't, um, right. No, I didn't realize that that was what she was referencing until when I'm rewatching it, where she's basically, because at first she's saying, it sounds like she's describing like, uh, like a rape scene, but then she goes into being like, I liked it. Like, kind of like, I want to be bad. I want to rebel. Like she started going into like how she went to that place mentally where yeah. she like, I want to have sex. Like she wants to do these things. So I didn't know which way it was going or if it's both, but I think it's both. But like yeah. she was talking about, you know, she liked it and then she like wanted to like rebel and then she realized it was the devil or whatever. But she's like clearly trying to keep Carrie from being who she was or something. Um, yeah. She's, she's suffered this trauma and has reacted in a way where she is like, everything is the devil. Right. <laughs> Don't leave well, home. Especially like, Carrie's something like, but especially, well, well, so that, <laughs> hilariously enough i'm like that's you're you're definitely <laughs> bananas this is not good in terms of a situation but like yeah i'd get being nervous about my Carrie? kid having psychic powers totally i'd be completely I'd, yep makes yeah. sense i mean that that one is like there's a lot of stuff that people say god doesn't like and it's not true i god does, i don't think likes you having definitely doesn't like watch. you having yeah. telekinesis yeah you yeah. only get those powers from the devil a broken clock is right sense. twice a day like right this is, yeah. that's kind of what because i was thinking about this earlier where i was like okay so 
why do I, like why did the movie stick so much other than the fact you know obviously we have like a woman like i was thinking like okay woman protagonist is that like the first thing but i'm like it's not protagonist I, <laughs> like she's the antagonist yes no, yeah. kind of but she's also like you're rooting for her for 75 percent of the movie and then it becomes okay no she's actually evil or she's an antagonist but we're oh. like but are we thinking she's evil or is she justified so i'm like thinking all those kinds of things yeah so you've touched on a few things here one right. why is the movie so good i mean i think the story itself because <laughs> it's awesome and it's great and it's good the story's like reasonably it's like a good story it's right it's story not, has a really good unique setup that right. yeah it plays out with the story yeah. alone i don't think is like the, the book is honestly not as interesting, personally. Sure. I think like it is. Okay. It's just outdated. We have a lot of better stuff now. You know, right. it's just Even it's a victim is- of its own popularity yeah. because now it's been and done and Stephen King agrees with on. this as well. Yeah. he says he's a little dated, but he does still find some powerful scenes in it. Of course, uh, it's the the filming, like the director, the directing of this film, yeah. Sissy Spacek's performance, and and really just the way those last few scenes unfold are like so visually acting and like it's just very powerful. It's mesmerizing. Super intense, and it's like that was kind of what I remembered most when we were, um, like rewatching it, and then kind of seeing like you know we're we've all seen it, so we can like joke and make comments throughout. But then once we get to you know actual you know the climax, and then we have like the prom everyone scene, stopped. everyone was completely silent, and then the score, you know, it's just like that droning sound, just the entire time it doesn't change, just one note, and everything's red, and like you know just everything snapped and could not get worse than this for especially like kind of thinking in like that high school mindset of like mm-hmm. yeah. embarrassment in front of your peers being the absolute worst thing that can happen to you during that time. And this is just the absolute, you know, hundred percent pinnacle of that. I mean, it's like, you get that feeling and you know, we all had those feelings back then with the popular kids and like trying to like, oh, want to sure. fucking get revenge or whatever. So like, it's like all of that kind of relatable stuff. But then it's like, when it's just so intense, you're like, shit is about to go the fuck down yeah. and there's about to be a body count. That's why. Dude. Yeah. And innocent people are gonna die here. Like we're just getting that feeling. Because <laughs> like, uh, just what it is. What happens is Sue gets her boyfriend Tommy to ask out Carrie, and they go to the prom together because Sue feels guilty. But at the same time, what's her name? Chris Harginson has gotten her boyfriend John Travolta to get a bunch of pigs' blood, so they drop it on her during the prom when she's elected. They rig the queen. vote so that she's elected. They rig the votes wins. for her to win prom queen. And then the blood drops, and then she uses her awesome psychic powers to fucking kill everybody. And yeah. Go home. Including and, the PE coach, even though yeah. that was like the one person, I guess, that was like kind of there for trying to be a mother the, figure or whatever. The, there's a couple things that happen. The PE coach gets killed by accident, I believe. No, no, no. She, well, she goes first for First she gets like kind of like clipped by something and then she's like screaming and then they show Carrie turn to her specifically and then drops Carrie has down onto her body to oh. finish. During the delusion part of it where the there's the kaleidoscope vision, yeah. she is seen by Carrie as one of the people laughing even though she isn't laughing. Yeah, she's not. She was she's trying to help and stop everything yeah. and Carrie sees it as part you're of the evil. mob of you you're, they're all going to laugh at you. There is something that happens. Sue Snell... She is blocked out the when the door yeah. is locked. She, she is on the other yeah. side. Yeah, she's, she's not a part of she that. She is spared of that. And no, uh, yeah, Carrie literally like drops up. She's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. forgot about you. Kills Blam. Her, yeah. Tom, Slice. Tommy, who has also been nice to her, gets hit with the bucket from the blood, and he he. Chris and out. Ben kill. He passes her. Yeah. out. 
Yeah. Um, something... Oh, I thought he just fucking died. No, he passed. I thought he gets he brained gets, he and fucking. He passes out. They come up to like kind of check on him from what I remember. And I think what eventually happens, I don't, I don't know for sure. Um, I have to re- like see that again. But I'm like, does he eventually catch on fire? Because I'm pretty sure something happens to him where he ends up dying. Obviously. I mean, but I wouldn't be surprised hit, if he like got caught in the blaze that happened. Yeah, I like... thought I remember something about him being on fire, but I know that when he got hit, it was more like he kind of like passed out, and then people came to check on him. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he that's was not when everything moving. else fucking went. Yeah. Awry. yeah, I'm not quite sure if he died, but the. Uh... One of the one of the things that the book talks about that like kind of implies is that literally Carrie's like sending out a psychic wave to everybody and her influence is being pushed on everyone. Yeah. So everyone oh. who's getting near her has just the word Carrie like repeated over and over in their head and okay. they're like feeling like what she is feeling. Oh and I believe some of the people may have been laughing when it happened, but it's because she's imagining them laughing at her, and it is like pushing them it's in being that like direction, papered to, almost over kind of forcing anything. them to do it. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's mm-hmm. like this. It feels very weird about what's going on, and she goes on to like ravage the entire town. By the way, oh it is God, like a terrible. massive tragedy, and then the whole <laughs> world knows about psychokinesis, and doctors do like studies into it, and they start talking about how they're going to stop. Psychic babies from being born. Whoa. <laughs> the book goes all. Whoa. Are you serious? Yeah. There's a bunch of like <laughs> which is excerpts from books and scientists and stuff talking about isolating the PK gene, like the psychic gene. I, I do have to say. What the fuck? I don't know. That's it's... fucking hilarious considering the rest of the Stephen King universe <laughs> and its use of psychic children. Uh, right. Yeah. Holy fucking shit. He went, we're going to get rid of the PK gene. We're going to leave all these other psychics around. It doesn't fucking matter, yeah, though. Different world is we kind of want to keep the They're straight up powers. not. Sometimes, you don't know. Most just, of them are connected. Just because he has right. a big universe doesn't mean they all went in there. Yeah, that's see, true. I've heard about all this, but a and I'm lot like, of I don't know. Are we all in the same universe here? Because it feels little. Yeah. I don't know. This one yeah. feels a little different. I didn't go out of my way to like try to connect them all, so I didn't really know. But this, this is one, also his first. A, yeah, because it becomes right. a known. Like everybody now knows that people are born in psychokinesis yeah, sometimes, and, and, and that in most of the other ones they right. don't know. Yeah, like people would talk about it if it was in universe. Well, the whole shine. Yeah, like right. Like the shine. Yeah, I mean, it's like in like all of his shit. I feel like low key in like a lot of different parts of it. You could play a drinking game with psychic children and Maine, and you would black out in every fucking movie (laughs) or fucking thing you watch with his. Love him, but dude. It's very that. (laughs) Enough. I mean, it's, yeah, no, I mean, it's great, but yeah. Yeah. Um, And then I was going to ask you guys this too, because like, so with Sue and with Tommy, who in my mind earlier, I kept calling Bobby and I was like, get it together. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's like, perfectly fine. Sue and Tommy, um, they, okay. So obviously I think that Tommy, I mean, he doesn't, he's a high school boy. Like I feel like low key, it's kind of, it's on par with how they don't really like give a shit yes or no about like, you know, if I care about bullying care or not, they don't. It's like they'll go with the bullying if it's happening, or they won't if it's not. They just don't really care, and I feel like that's the case they with move a lot with of the high crowd school boys, sort of really. Yes. Um, so oh, absolutely. So when his girlfriend's kind of like, "Hey, I actually feel bad," which I genuinely think, which I think some people don't agree with this, but I genuinely think Sue felt bad about what happened initially. Yeah. Like yeah. when she thought about it, because then whatever happened with the coach talking to her after that, and then she kind of snaps out of it. You can tell she's like, "This girl's literally just like a tortured girl. Like she's not just some yeah. weird girl for no reason. Like this is like a problem." <laughs> um, and then Sue's like genuinely. I think trying to be nice trying to get you know her hot whatever popular boyfriend to take her out it would actually I mean it kind of makes sense as a plan to like get people to talk to her like oh maybe she's not weird like I get the yeah. plan it put him sense. put her with 
the popular yeah, guy so like, that people oh, okay, soften so people to her. Fun. Exactly, yeah. And I get the plan. And I think As like Tommy an endorsement was, of her almost, yeah. Right, and I think that Tommy genuinely was trying to be nice. Like when he's like, even when he's doing his little like flirting thing with her at the door to like yeah. try to get her to go, he could have been so much weirder or like meaner about yeah. it. I don't know, but I feel like he like genuinely kind of yeah. like a very, really very old it. school, very forceful flirting. Like, it is. Like the but, you're coming with and, me flirting. But it's, yeah, but honestly, it's kind of hot. It, it sorry. Played, and yeah, also she's works. like clearly works. like, you could tell, he could tell. It's like the vibe where like she wanted, she wants to go, but like she's like my mom, like I can't. And he's like, come on. Get like, <laughs> exactly. Like it is. What is she really going to do? It's meant as a confidence booster to Carrie yeah. to get uh-huh. the courage up to say. And I get it. I'm going out. Yeah. And it's, I don't really think there is any harm when he found if it's like. You know, I mean, it sucks later if it's like, okay, yeah, she thinks y'all are going to date or something and it's not going to happen. But like getting that attention from a boy, like that kind of stuff. I mean, it's like all you really want around that age. So like, and he was doing it in a way where like, I mean, especially knowing as like a teenage girl, I mean, it would, it's just like, it would make you just feel so much better about everything. I think they were both good people, like especially as high school. Like I think a lot of people think like, no, low key, they're still bad. I'm like, I think they were good, especially when he took her and she doesn't want to dance and stuff. Like he's not isolating her he's not like he's being bringing weird. her into he's like, the fold hey, like he's yeah. sitting down with her like we could just sit and talk like we don't even have to talk like he's literally being so accommodating that i love him throughout the whole movie oh, yeah. i think it's he's very so hard, the though. nicest character yeah. the whole time even though john travolta you're my number one love you babe um <laughs> Wow, but, oh. I'm gonna talk about his character in a little bit, but <laughs> I, I, he's a dumb idiot. He's a I think head. you'd have a really hard time arguing that they're both not doing it for the right reasons, right? Yeah, because um, even and like the book agrees with you, and it goes as far to say Susnell even understands that she has ulterior motives and is trying to work. Right, she's trying to like suppress. That. Yeah, she doesn't yeah. want those to be like she knows part, that part of it yeah. is just to relieve her own guilt, but she's trying to figure out. She's a teenager trying to figure out how to be a good person to the point right. where nobody believes. That she did this just to be good because they're like, kids don't do this. And right. she's like, kids I don't know what to bad. tell you. I fucking did it. And yeah. Tommy did it too because Tommy loves me. Yeah. Yeah. Even though Tommy's definitely starting to fall for Carrie. <laughs> well, by he's the definitely you can, he was like, Carrie looks yes. fucking hot tonight. Yeah. I can see a nip. Like, Carrie's actually pretty fucking funny. It was cold. It was cold. It was and cold. She had a nice dress. In a cone okay. around Sissy Spacek for the entire movie, it was pretty cold. <laughs> cold night um, and a like, hot She dance. looks fucking <laughs> nice. Um, I do. It also, for me, like that whole discussion does lead me more down the line of Tommy is killed by the bucket, like gets okay. brain I think he gets because I think he's passed out by the bucket. Well, I swear it's just me. the idea that like, and I, I, the, the gym teacher is this kind of, I guess in between part of it, but like the only two people who make it out of that in terms of fa- uh, not facing Carrie's wrath are Sue and Tommy. Correct. The two actual characters who show real remorse and try to amend and befriend Carrie as a result of it. So, like, Tommy getting killed by Chris and John oh, Travolta yeah. like, makes more sense. And... Like, exactly. Like, she never did anything to him. No. My, that's why I think it's yeah. he gets killed by that. And then I think she goes fucking bonkers. And uh, he gets... Sue is stuck outside yeah, watching. Yeah. Even... He either gets killed by the bucket or by the fire. Or dies the in the fire is, later. I thought it was Carrie like he got knocked out. Something. They came yes. and tried to check on him and they're like, we don't know what's going she on. She never and then points when... at him. Everybody yeah, else gets she never Because they show, I mean, because that's when they do the split screen of like <sighs> Carrie and then like who she's looking at or like where she's like yeah. focusing her energy. Yeah. And it, that's why I know like with the coach, it's like at first she gets a little fucked and then Carrie's like blam and then she's like bar down mm-hmm. chopping you in half basically. But like with Tommy, she never looks at him. She never like tries, which is weird because you would think with the whole like they're going to laugh at you thing. You would think your date is the first person you're going to think is like who sabotaged me into all of this. Like you tricked me into doing all yeah. this. Like you begged me to come out. Like I would think that would be the first person my mind would go to. 
interesting that that's not really what happens because um, they have the poem connection oh yeah you like there my is poem. i i yeah like it is and it's also it also lends credence to him being genuine because and is this is where poetry? i'm going to use one of the fil- right. one of the big film things is oh. here it comes oh. is uh brian de palma does this shot at least twice in this movie that I remember, it is the idea of the person who's close up, who's in focus. There's a little bit of like fall, mm-hmm. like out mm-hmm. of focus. And then there's someone in the background who's also in focus, um, which is using a split diopter lens. Oh. Okay. Which is basically, it's essentially half of a lens that you put around your original, like the original camera lens. It's like a small kind of cap almost, but it basically, it makes one side of it nearsighted and one side of it farsighted. You can see this in a bunch... Like, De Palma uses it because it fucking looks cool and you recognize the shots when you see them. Mm-hmm. Like, when you see when you think of the... Um, there's one scene where it's Carrie coming in from the door and it's a close-up on her mom where you see it. And there's also the one in the school when it's a close-up on Tommy with and Carrie with Carrie in the background and they're talking about the poem and it's the realization that that's, like, a connection between them. She unironically enjoys this poem and he, like, actually also likes doing poetry talking about it um it's a method to keep both things in focus obviously without using deep focus which is just focusing towards the back of it and trying to get everything in the frame you'll see a little bit of like it'll feel like blurry half of the screen and that's how you'll know it's the lens versus just somebody using deep focus sweet okay yeah Yeah, because no film thing no i vividly remember the scene of like when you know because Tommy's also trying to play it cool as if like he didn't really exactly. care about that poem and it's like all on him and then you see like like the crescent of blur where Carrie is and then she's like well I really like him <laughs> I love that <laughs> and he's like alright low key thinks she's hot but anyway he's gonna keep that to myself <laughs> yeah um, and of course the movie ends with Carrie killing her mother and then while still getting Person. stabbed and then like bringing the whole house down in the book, she makes it out of there. Really? Yeah, like stabbed oh, I up. I didn't know any of and that. And she fucking like crawls all over town, still trying to Ew. do shit. And uh, Sue comes and finds her and has to like, she like asks Carrie to look into her mind so to see that she's a good person. And okay. Carrie like accepts it. But like oh. as Carrie's dying, she like mind links with Sue. Yeah. So that Sue's what? like feeling her mind. Which kind of makes sense with the end of the film, but yeah, I didn't. Kinda. But I wouldn't think of it that way. I'm just thinking this bitch has lost her mind. But because... it's, it's kind of horrific because Sue's like, okay, please, please let me go, because she's like experiencing everything that Carrie's experiencing, yeah. which is a lot of like Terrible. fear about how and like everything that's happened, how she's about to die, and so she has to stay mind linked to her while Carrie dies, and so she like experiences death before losing oh, God, that no. psychic. No, no, thank you. Yeah, so. uh, giving her a dose More of DMT. Sue. I know, right? She no. fucking blows <laughs> Yeah, fucking do something. No, I mean, I felt so... Sue, at the end of the movie, I mean, like, it actually, like, makes me sad. I mean, every time, because I'm like, yeah. clearly Sue is obviously never going to be this. It does, like, a yes. weird thing that some horror movies don't do where it's like... I mean, even just the last shot of, like, Sue being, like, held by her mom while she's, like, gasping, crying. Yeah. It's, like, it's so clear that it's... And that's just how it ends. It's just kind of, like, she's, like fully lost like she's not gonna be okay she's gonna have night tears about this forever like she's changed as a person like her one wrongdoing did negatively impact the rest of her life is now yeah. different forever i mean i agree with it's you sad. in the movie book Sue snow seems fine 
Oh, she's she like, okay, thanks for letting me move on. She's like, uh, yeah, I saw some. I got therapy for a while. I'm, I'm good now. Oh, actually, shit. Like, the, just well, maybe happened. it was a little just fresh in the film. Yeah. Well, no, I think, I think, I think your interpretation of the film <laughs> is absolutely yes. correct. Because I was like, it's not. I'm like, damn. And I prefer like, that. Fucked. It's almost like it's, trying we're, to be we're like horror. You know, we want it to be like, I'm like that at some yeah. level. I know. I'm like, it's the whole moral. Like, oh, it's like watch what you do because it could affect you forever. Like that kind of whole thing. It's like she's like fucked forever, even though she tried to be the good person throughout all this. You did. You were wrong initially. And now you're suffering the consequences more than like anyone else. Yeah. yeah. There's two people that we haven't talked about yet that I that we need to cover, I think. It's Chris Harginson and Billy Nolan. Oh, yeah. Um, Chris Harginson being, of course, the leader of the bullies. Chris Harginson, the actress, is Nancy Allen? RoboCop's partner in oh RoboCop. Yes. She also Robo-Cop. married um, Brian De Palma. At oh, one really? Point. Yes. I did not know that. She, she shows up in a couple other movies and then they divorce. Or after Carrie. Well, I don't know. Now you're asking too much. Fucking, why don't we cool, <laughs> cool it with the questions, okay? <laughs> Brian, Jeez, Louise. Brian DePaul was like, let's, nobody, let don't everybody shut up. Don't worry about it. Shut all, up. all of those people were in their 20s. It's yeah. whatever. But yeah, how old fine. was DePalma? 58. What? I'd say 4,000 <laughs> years old. <laughs> no. The she, ancient being known as Brian DePalma does not consider age anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no. Wait, it's so. I don't know why I always forget her name, but you're saying, so the, the bully's main character's name, it's Chris. Chris Harkinson. Yeah, so I thought. He was in his mid-30s during this movie. Okay, oh, that's well, fine. Mid-30s is always where things get a little weird. Mid-30s you know? to, to 20s, that's fine. <laughs> a mid-20s and mid-30s that's is fine. That's yeah, fine. That's yeah, exactly. fine. That's my goal. Anyway. Um, <laughs> that's no, what I want? And that's what, oops. Uh, well, no, I'm looking for yeah. 40. Anyway. Yeah, at this point. <laughs> no. Um, math was. You heard it here first, folks. Melanie's <laughs> DMs are open. We'll let you post your Instagram. Uh, you yeah, you can be between the ages of 29 to 45. I'm ill. Anyways. No, um, she gave me very strong um, Jane Fonda vibes um, in the Ooh. movie. Like, that's... Oh, yeah. I, oh, I like I'm, that comparison. I like... It just... It's <laughs> it might just one. be the hair, but I don't know. Sure, right. but, sure, sure, sure. But I'm getting strong Jane Fonda vibes. Also, I mean, she's being popular and everything like that. It just kind of all made sense to me. But, like, she obviously has hella insecurity issues um there's only one reason why you feel the need to try to take down another person's life who's already so beneath you that you obviously hate yourself yeah so like there's something going on obviously she has a weird thing like with john travolta Uh, what's his name in the movie again billy nolan billy Billy. okay billy and and bobby or tommy god (laughs) that's what i'm saying yeah i mean Um, chris chris's thing is interesting because she like first of all is just starts out as a normal bully she's a popular girl and this is a situation where she doesn't get her way. It's like right. it's like when you try to to punish a child or a dog and like as soon as you start doing the punish the first punishment if it doesn't work things escalate really nasty yes. really oh, fast because they get obstinate and you have to keep increasing the punishment and they keep fighting against it and it gets really really bad. Uh, you see that when she's tr- when she refuses to to listen to the coach and gets the shit slapped out of her. Oh my god, yeah, I thought about that. <gasps> Yeah, because we're forgetting, like, really That's the whole thing was, right. like, after the bullying, the coach is like, hey, guys, didn't forget that that yes. happens. Y'all ain't going to prom. And then they're like, what? And then they're like, okay, you can go to prom, but you have to listen to everything I say and you do detention, detention for, like, for ever it until was, prom. It was, the coach is like, I would have taken <laughs> all of you out of prom yeah. and basically taken you behind the woodshed and beaten you senseless <laughs> until the, your parents had to come well crying back up to fucking here. But she's like, I'm going to just put you through your paces I'm gonna yeah. make every you day for fucking ever. <laughs> I'm going to just make it easier to fit in your fucking dresses because I'm I, a fucking idiot. That was the joke we made watching when we were like, mm. okay, yeah, so she's just signing them up to get even she hotter just, before prom. Yeah. Thank you so much. Get them through a quick boot camp to get into that size two. 
And in the movie, it seems like she's still being somewhat reasonable. The coach, she's just like running them hard. Yeah. In the book, like when Chris starts acting up, she's like, if you think that I still have my teacher hat on, you're out of your fucking Oh, there we go. She like really lets them have it. She's like, I mean, this she is smacks not a the fuck. shit like, out of her. Like, so Chris's father <laughs> is a lawyer. And in the book, she actually the lawyer, he comes and tries to talk to the principal, being like, "I'm going to sue the shit out of everybody unless you let Chris out of everything." Yeah. Um, because and they're like, "Well, we have in loco parentis, which means that like it's literally our child when they're at school." Yeah. And he's like, "Doesn't matter. I'm going to sue the shit out of you." Well, actually, she's been assaulting Carrie, so to we can sue the, the shit out of you, you for sure because that is basically nice. our child. Okay. You know? Okay. So, yeah, you're abusing our he, child. Yeah, the principal pulls off some real fucking singers and leaves. That's him in the book. Speechless in the oh, book. Okay. Yeah. Because in this, he's a wet fucking noodle of a yeah. loser. Oh, like, God. which, but it's important because the wrong Cassie. Name. It it gives right, us, Cassie. Cassie Wright instead of Carrie White. <laughs> it gives some insight into Chris Harkinson though, because she's used to when something goes wrong enough, she just calls her father and it fixes everything. Yes. She now is against the fucking lowest rung on the social ladder down and she can't defeat her because her father has been defeated she's in trouble she's like on lockdown she has to suffer the consequences like she's trying in her mind the only way to regain her power is to fully dominate carrie yeah social embarrassment it's right it's her only way of control again now she's like okay my dad's not a control or he is in control but not in the situation so again, she doesn't have control really. Yeah. And then we have like the coach who's like, I'm in control. You're not going to prom because she freaks you. out during like her uh, de- detention or whatever. Yeah. And then she's like, all right, guess what? You're out of the prom. And then she's just like, fine. And then like runs off after she smacks the daylights out of her. Dude, during the um, concussion during city. That- like fucking, <laughs> yeah, like, oh my yeah. God. My mom has never done that. <laughs> Um, yeah. she it's I think it's important in that scene as well. She tries to get the rest of her squad to oh, yeah. stop doing the detention with do. her. And somebody's just like, shut up. Dude, oh, just yeah. do. Yeah, they're like, just take the bonnet. Like, just stop. It's Chris, fine. Shut the we're fuck up. We're going to things. fucking prom, we're gonna dude. Go to prom. Yeah. We're what just, are you talking about? I wanted one of them to go, we're just going to look hotter. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to look also, so good. In uh, this is an absolute weirdest pull I think I've done. Uh, in her group of friends, the one girl with the glasses is the secretary from Ferris oh God, Bueller's Day Off. Yes. I lo- I looked at the IMDb and I was like, I'm going to freak out. That's insane. No, I remember because when yeah. we were watching, you're like, I recognize her. And I was like, was like I don't a, know. She looks like a lot of people in like, she 70s, was like a 70s, 70s girl. Yeah. Um, they're like, no, the secretary. Yeah. And she was hilarious in that, too. So she actually was great at those kind of like that. side roles. Like she makes the small roles big. She was actually really good at what she did. Absolutely. Also got to got to give a shout out to my girl who is definitely bisexual. <laughs> Chris's main friend. Who has like all the rainbow <laughs> shit and rainbow the fucking hat, baseball rainbow cap. Pack, baseball, fucking. They were just, telling secrets real. They close. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like she's she's very close with all of her friends. Like it's <laughs> love it. I love to see it. But uh, this brings us to Billy Nolan. Sarah keeps sleeping over. I don't Billy understand. Billy Nolan. Mm-mm-mm. Played by John Travolta. Well, In the movie. I sure can, John. I in the movie, the way you walk. is a blubbering fool, right? He's a just, absolute just a goon just for Chris silly. Never played a dumber character in his life. Yeah, I mean, for real. dumber than this, a bag of hammers. Like just, this was a disappointment just for me a dick when I and a haircut. <laughs> Two bits. I, I hate the way that he fucking drinks his beer and just gets it all Ew, over his chin. Slabbers. He's just so fucking wet from the beer. And I'm just, you're disgusting. <laughs> John Travolta, clean yourself. What's up. wrong with you, That's what I'm like. He's one of those people because, like, when people are too hot, it's like they just do whatever. Which, just, if yes. anyone who was even just remotely normal or a little bit less 
less hot. Would think about if we did that, they'd be like, "Ew, like what the f- gross, dude." But then because he's sexy, they're like, "He could just he could just pour it on no, your fucking face I, for I'm all like, I absolutely care." Absolutely not. And like, th- but I'm saying that's what goes on, yeah. even if that's not true to others. In, in his, his mind, head, he's like, yeah. "I'm so hot, like I could do whatever, gross around. Yeah. Like I could you shit like my pants giant, right now, and you still might go down." You look like you shat your pants. You look like a giant baby drooling. He looks gross. I hate that. Like wipe your mouth. What's your fucking? I I do love that. So this is 76, right? Next year. Saturday Night Fever, oh, the year after that, Greece. Greece? Just yeah, a, yeah. three years of just winning. <laughs> I mean, the hottest time frame for that man. Yeah, he also, did not age well. Oh, I mean, unfortunately, you know. What happened? Go How? What? He looks like he has tattooed eyeliner on as well, which I don't appreciate. It looks bad. Um, I dislike. He's got a thick neck. Um, yeah, that thing did not stop growing. <laughs> Yeah, they told him puberty was over when he started getting into the career, and they're like, "Damn, is this how he's gonna look forever?" And then turn into a oh silver my fox. God. Beautiful. He looked like he was gonna age into gorgeous. a John Stamos type, and then his neck exactly. Well, growing. John Stamos has had a lot of bone tongs and other things uh, like that. But John Travolta also has had the Botox, but he can't get past his natural bad aging, which is just what it is. So it yeah. looks like a tight, ugly guy, and that's just unfortunate. His whole, his whole hair saga. Might be the most haunting oh, set of plugs slash wigs I've Disgusting. ever seen in my life. I'm sorry. It looks so bad. He's a Scientologist and he's got more money than God. I don't that's what care. I mean. that's, oh, I'm not right, going to be upset right, about this. It's 2021, yeah. almost I'm not 2022. Upset about, no. Yeah. How does he not? I have, have no qualms with making fun of this man's silly head. It makes no sense that he doesn't have <laughs> he the looks connections like a thumb. to get good hair plugs. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? I feel like I if I tried hard enough, I could find someone to get good hair plugs. Yeah, like How can you not put a little elbow grease in there? <laughs> I'm all set. But. I mean, we all know his little scandal and everything. I don't know if that pushed the good ones away, but like, I don't know about that. I mean, he was just friendly. Yeah, I, but I want to talk real fast about Billy Nolan in the books. Oh, no. Because okay, yes, please. Dear God, get please us get us out of this uh, one. Because he's, this is like the biggest... <laughs> change in character because Billy okay. Nolan is actually you can see the seed of all evil humans in Stephen King's yeah he's a Stephen King bully yeah he oh yeah you can see the shadows of Henry Bowers from it you see like the weird <laughs> love of cars and like their power and like for him his car is fucking everything oh god and he has like this him and Chris have like this very toxic relationship where he's the only one that Chris will cede power to and she gets off on it. Like, yeah. he's the only one that makes her come. Like, it's, it's right. this whole wild <sighs> thing. It's purely she, like a sexual relationship where she's like, okay, now that I gave you that, because it's the only thing that your little brain even wants, yeah. now I can get whatever I want. It's just like a perfect trade off <laughs> for them. She doesn't need him to be smart or funny or anything. She's like, I need you to do what I need done. And he's like, okay, whatever, as long as they get pussy. And it's like, okay, so you're both winning here. They're both getting exactly what they want from the other person and it just... whereas in the, the book chris actually considers not doing the blood bit she's oh, like she maybe she's like, like maybe this is too much and well he she is the mastermind but billy nolan once he's on the plan yeah, he likes it fine. enough the train's not stopping he keeps yeah. repeating this thing to him which is uh pig blood for a pig but he doesn't care about whether it's on Carrie. He's like, I don't care who the fuck. I'm goes dropping up there. this. I don't care if it's Chris up there. I'm dropping that blood what on some because he's got a yeah. whole like class thing going. Yeah, on. yeah. He's yeah. like, he's thinking about it's everybody's like bad. stuck up people who deserve to be it's pig blood for a pig. You know, it's like this whole idea. Yeah, and that's. Him. I mean, that makes sense because that's bringing in the whole like classes thing of the movie also yeah. with so he, how Carrie's treated. Yeah, he's like, I'm fucking yes. doing it, mm-hmm. and he he does make uh, Chris pull the rope, but it's like a whole sadistic thing. You know, it's like a yeah. power trip. Uh, right. And then they have a bunch of really hard sex that night. Oh, for sure. Before Carrie well, comes before, and murders. And before they get in a into catastrophic <laughs> 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 We were watching it. It is an absolute catastrophe. They... 
Carrie flips their car over and Melanie's like, that like was not an accident. That was a catastrophe. Yeah, I love that line. That wasn't an accident. <laughs> she didn't just like make them crash into a pole. She made them Day. flip like 10 times. It's like, the whole car's engulfed. She's <laughs> flipping the car like it's a fucking dark night. Like it's a fucking. It's like you accidentally put together the Hot Wheels track wrong. Yeah. And the, the result was. you were so excited for. It's just absolute disaster. Just disarray. And you oh, <laughs> Yeah, she was like. Good you for guys Carrie. I know the accident would kill you, but I need yeah. to make sure you're dead. So I'm just going <laughs> to fucking just mangle you yeah. in this fucking horrific accident. That's so fucking um, nice. And that's just unfortunate for them. But So they didn't Whatever. get to have the good sex they were on their way to have. Yeah. But maybe they had it under the stairs. They, I don't know. This was different. The, the movie yeah, was different. They, <laughs> under the stage? In, like, the, in the movie, Billy Nolan was definitely just a goon. Chris Harkinson was in charge, and she might toss a little sex his way if he does everything yeah. correctly. Right. She like gives the, him a little blowy, and then he's yeah. like, "I do what, I do the next." Uh, in the eerily accurate John Travolta impression, right there. In it's like the, he's right in front of the microphone. He's taking over me. Yeah, and the book much more complicated, <laughs> psychosexual fucking whole. Yeah, he's got time for it. toxic relationship. Yeah, yeah bad. Yeah, I mean, that's so. all I got for Carrie, though. That's oh, oh, the, I, first of all. The only real thing I wanted to touch on in terms of like symbolism and stuff, I this is another one where I go, I'm smart enough to know that something's there. Gotta, I have to sit down and think about this, and I didn't, so I'm fucked here. But, um, there's the I believe it's actually a statue of Jesus in the movie, but it's the configuration of arrows and uh, things of Saint Sebastian. St. Sebastian has a very famous photo, uh, the very famous painting of he's tied up to the tree and he's looking up and there's like four arrows yeah. specifically placed. Mm. They do like the same thing, but on... It's on a, Jesus. It's actually on a crucifix. That's why I was like, is yeah. it St. Sebastian or is it that sort of thing? Oh, I didn't even know. Um, but they have uh, the mom, Carrie kills her in that exact pose. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Like... I know visually in terms of the movie makes perfect sense of like, this is how Carrie would end her because she's, that's the, that's the symbol she's been suffering under, including via her mom, that she would enact that same sort of thing. I don't really get, I I don't know because I'm not familiar with St. Sebastian or like what he's a patron saint of or that sort of thing as to like why that would be the imagery. Maybe Brian De Palma just thought it was really cool. And I'm uh, cool with that. You I know? Like, totally. Like, if for an aesthetic choice, yeah. no problem. I mean, honestly, I I can I like I interpret it there. a different way. No, I yeah, no, they gave him the same. No, but I interpreted it a different way. We're like, okay, so yeah, it's definitely of Jesus. I didn't know about the other saint that it could have been referencing mm-hmm. because I also didn't understand why it had like the swords placed. Yeah. It wasn't just like the stigmata yeah. or whatever. Exactly. But like, but when she's like doing it, and of course it shows like her, and then they look the same. I was taking that <laughs> as they're making this like, okay, yeah, they're making her like the martyr as if she's like actually who was good or right the whole time or something. Or like, but when they're all like going down engulfed in flames with the figurine and, you know, with the mom that she carried in or whatever, it was almost like I was taking it as like, okay, mom is basically like Jesus essentially or like God. And then Carrie is actually from the devil. So they're opposites because like, I thought they were trying to make it like, okay, yeah, well, Carrie's actually the devil. There's a lot of times where that's the message that the movie seems to be pushing, which is weird. I keep fighting it because I'm like, there's no way that that's what the message is. It's gotta be ironic or like, 
poking at something with it. I, it's the only thing I could think of. Because I'm thinking they're like, or they're oh, using... by the way, yeah, it is the devil taking her down. And the reason why is because they see the mom as so religious. You know what I mean? It's almost like the devil's trying to overtake how religious she is. Because Drew like, Carey, fuck Jesus, yeah. fuck God. I'm yeah. the devil. I'm taking you both down because you're both trying to be, you know, right. both martyrs. And yeah. That makes, like, but it's more in the film, that makes sense. It just seems yeah. weird that that would be the it message. Does the only weird. thing I can I think know. of, the only thing I can think of in terms of not putting it in, like, the direct negative light is the movie's position on religion, which is incredibly negative. Like, it is an yeah. abusive, sure. awful yeah. power yeah. structure presented in microcosm really by Carrie and her mom. Mm-hmm. So, like, her getting out of it and putting her as, like, the mom becomes the martyr... It becomes the holy symbol or is, you know, put in that way of like, you're dying for your thing. But we, as the audience know that this religion is fucking bad and horrible. So like, we're seeing it as more of a, not necessarily triumph, but like, there's something in sort of like inversion of the morals of it while using the same imagery. That's why I'm like, I know there's something there, but I'm, I would need to watch this movie like four more times. That's why it's confusing. Hail Satan. Yeah, that's I, for true. Hail Satan. Hail like, Satan. Like and I mean, and literally the only thing I have to say about that otherwise is just like, yeah, ultimately the reason why this movie stuck with me a lot was because it gave me my first jump scare ever, <laughs> which was at the end when her hand is jetting out of yeah. the fucking dirt and six scares the shit out of Sue, who was fucked forever, as far as I'm concerned, without reading the book. <laughs> that's what I'm getting yeah. from this. Yeah. But when I first saw that as a kid, I jumped so hard. Yeah. My heart went into my asshole. <laughs> that was the only scene that was the only scene I thought about for like the next week. I was just like, Jesus fucking Christ did I not expect that. I'm thinking it's a nice fucking conclusion scene with Sue being like, God bless you, Carrie. I'm so sorry for everything that happened. I was like, what? And I'm like, I'm you lost know, my mind. No, I watched. I watched it a little <laughs> when I was a little bit older, and I definitely was expecting the hand to come out. And I'm thinking now it's probably that everybody does graveyard hand scenes because of yeah. Gary. No, yeah. Or somebody else very close. Yeah. To them, you know? Could, uh, yeah. The the one thing I want to say about that scene: one, you can see uh, the car in the background driving backwards. Yeah. Because yeah, of, they yeah, filmed yeah. it in so reverse. You guys mentioned that and I didn't notice that until the last time, and yeah. that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Also. Fucking Wes Craven taking mad notes oh, on yeah. this dream sequence going, oh, this is my ending for yeah. my fucking movie. Well, he's got a full a year, chubby yeah, and he's writing so many notes. <laughs> this next decade fucking mine because I'm going to use this scene. Yeah, wait, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wait till you get a load of Freddy. <laughs> real power. Shut up. <laughs> Johnny, I just saw a good movie. Want me, my main guy? My favorite part is like, Wes Craven very much taking the aesthetics of like that scene for his dream sequence and the producers of Friday the 13th just going we'll just put her in our movie we'll just put that we'll put that lady right and we'll have her fight the hockey freak like real quick we got a hockey guy it's gonna work out great it's gonna work out it's Part seven is just Carrie versus Jason and I'm so there for it we're saying that but uh, also <laughs> oh no! Also, his name is Wesley Earl Craven. <laughs> nice. Wesley Craven does not rest in peace, my man. Um, Wesley Earl. But we're, we're acting like he's like some noob who's taking notes. Or we're getting ready to direct his first film. In no, he 19, was already doing 1972. He directed the last exactly house on the left. Exactly. Just he was already. Yeah. I mean, yeah. An absolutely harrowing fucking. The Hills Have Eyes. Like, yeah. He's on a whole different. Uh, he had to calm down from his earlier movies. Like <laughs> Wesley Earl Craven. I mean. <laughs> it's like, oh, I can do so. That looks so nice. It sounds like them- a brand of tea just to enjoy, like, on it's a calm afternoon. Enjoy yeah. some Wesley Earl Craven. They should yeah. definitely make Wes- Wesley Earl Grey 
Craven. Graven. Earl, Earl Graven. Graven. <laughs> Wesley Earl Graven. Graven. <laughs> Hire us. Uh, sorry, tea the, company. I did remember the one last thing I want to do is just a quick shout out to the scene when they're dancing at the prom. Uh, Carrie, the low angle Carrie and Tommy, three sixty oh, yes. spinning around for the a really spinning. long time. I literally, I don't have no fucking clue what they were talking about. I just know that the for my entire life that scene has stuck with me. It's just, I mean, it is a, it's kind of a foreboding scene in a lot of ways, but it is the one scene of genuine happiness for both of those characters. Like the whole Tommy falling for is mm-hmm. that's like the biggest the evidence because he is smiling. He is truly enjoying himself, and you get this like, it, the the it keeps spinning and it starts spinning faster and faster after yeah. like yeah. De Palma lingers on it for a moment, like you get a couple of slow rotations, and then he speeds it up to the point where it starts to become like delirious and disorienting, where it's like we're about to we're we're flying the track is rumbling because it's going to be gone in a second. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's it's there every time. Doesn't matter how many times I've seen the movie where I'm like, maybe everything will be okay. God, yeah, just don't let you it, just, just this it one time, don't let the blood fall. You just it's wish so... that the rotation stays on that slow and the credits start rolling up. So you'd be like, oh, thank God. Like, Sue, Sue is so close to stopping the blood from falling. Oh, and it's just, oh, it's like God. No the one was series of events, like the coach stopping her and everything. She's like so... So close to yeah. stopping the blood from falling on Carrie, which avoids all this. Carrie's on a trajectory upwards. Would probably if if she makes it through tonight, I think there's a good chance she would have never done anything. She would be fine because yeah. at least she would have like even just acquaintances to like Sue would talk to her. Talk, like she'd have something to, to hold on, on to. They would have yeah, like like it would. She would at least have someone be like, hey, like everybody's anything graduating like that matters in so high like, school. I mean. That scene, though, it's like, because, yeah, because it's like, okay, finally, like, a nice moment for her. Like, probably the first time she's not thinking of something negative in the background. Like, any ulterior motives or her mom or whatever. She's like, I got it. And she knows she's in control now because, you know, before she left for prom, she's telling her mom, like, fuck you. Like, I'm going. And I just threw you onto the bed with my power. So now she's, like, in this weird but good control space. Like, now I know my mom cannot control my future. And then has, like, that. And then they're like, okay, but things are gonna go wrong. This is getting you out of control. But, like, yeah. And it's, it's like, such a deviation from the rest of the way that the movie's filmed that I I don't know. It does stick out. She's so fucking close to making it. Because all all of, uh, all of uh, Char- what the fuck is her name? I, I closed the <laughs> cast list and immediately all the names. The bully, uh, Chris. 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 Uh, all of her goons are already leaving her. They've already said fuck you, Chris. Her yeah. power is gone. Everybody's about to graduate and go to college. They're already being like, yeah, don't we don't, we don't need bullies anymore. Really, like we're going into this yeah. new age. Everybody liked Carrie at the prom, so they're probably like, yeah, this will be fun. Let's hang out with the nerd now. Like, sure, we're about to go do college stuff. Like, it's good. Oh, and she can sew. Yeah, come her, on. Her life was <laughs> look at that dress. The, yeah, she takes the confidence boost there. Continues to glow up during the summer. Goes to college. Develops her psychic powers. It's no problem. Yeah, slowly becomes develops, a fashion designer. Starts done. a psychic agency that also designs <laughs> clothes in yeah. Maine. In Maine, and fights a demon clown and saves the universe. Yeah. It's just sad because she wait. Can t- wait, rewriting a movie. <laughs> oh shit! The the the, the clown. One hundred percent content. <laughs> Donuts. It's it. The clown. It part Carrie one two. colon Carrie part two. two. Turns yeah. out it's based on Carrie. We're doing, we're doing Pennywise versus. Carrie. He is a multi-dimensional being <laughs> from beyond the beyond. Sure. I don't know if they if they do multi-dimensions. He's from fucking. He's, he's from alien. the metaverse. He's an alien. Like, he's from. He's a he's the destroyer yeah. god he's of the destroyer, of yeah. King's universe. There's okay. a big turtle there's a, there's who a turtle created creator, everything. It's a fancy and he's the alien. eater of everything. Yeah. 
They just so, look like terrible. He is actually like like a big up dark god. This that happens. Hits Ziffy with an by the way, he's hanging out in the sewer on my block. This happens. Main Street. <laughs> this happens. The uh, re revelations of these facts happen before the child uh, train that is run on Beverly. This happens before that in the book. Okay. The book escalates from turtle who created the universe and spider who is born to destroy it and sort of thing to a bunch of kids having sex with each other. Whoa. Like, yeah. that's the move. Problems with the book. Got some problems with the, Oops. It's the book. Yeah, no, I never read that yeah. one either. Yeah. It's a little large for me. It, it's a big one. <laughs> yeah, you, get, you definitely get an audio book on that one. It is an absolute unit. Listen, longest book I ever read, Goblet of Fire, and guess what? Didn't finish that one either. <laughs> there so. you go. So you didn't even read it. So you didn't read it. Didn't finish. We're going to read some. We're, I held we're going to a library, Melanie. I held we're it in my hands. Didn't know those existed. We're going to record an episode from the library. Once just again. forcing Melanie to read a book. Do you think the library was sponsored? <laughs> Please. A book down my throat. Maybe they'll give us extra free rentals on Hoopla. <laughs> <laughs> so that we can do the podcast at the library. Okay. Are we? Is that it? Yes, That's all I yes. had. Are we all good? Then a I special so. thank you to Eyes of Astoria for our theme song, Dead Walk. You can catch Eyes so of Astoria good. on Spotify. We have a yep. link in our description below. You can catch John from Eyes of Astoria on several of our episodes, including but not limited to Deathgasm and Slumber Party Massacre 2. Almost forgot it. That's me. <laughs> Check out thebloodystream.com. Dot com. Um, we wanna, I'm going to just start doing this one. We'll shout out our sister podcast, Downtime with John and Emily, the how-to podcast by siblings who don't even fucking know where they are. Um, <laughs> you can find them at getdowny.com or on social media at DowneySiblings, D-O-W-N-E-Y, siblings, as in brother and sister. We want to give a massive thank you to Melanie. Um, do you have any pluggables you want to plug? I don't. Your personal Instagram. Yeah, sure, yeah. Instagram. Trying to get those DMs don't do much else with my life, but I do have a very fascinating non-private Instagram. It's at GrimeDime, spelled that exactly name. that it's spelled, had it since I was 16. That's G-R-I-M-E-D-I-I-D-I-M-E. Excellent. And we will talk to you. Same bloody time. Same bloody channel. <laughs>